What's up, everyone? Welcome into more important issues. Tough loss. Um, I've been asked all day if I was the one that threw the golf ball or the the mustard bottle. I've no, seen Landon try to move the golf ball in a direction. It's not. It wasn't him. It oh, I can I can chuck that thing though. I would have hit him if it would have <laughs> been me. You would have known it. It, it. I think it bounced. I would have domed him. I would have hit I think him it got him in the head. I think it got him on the right arm on the fly. I would have hit him right square, right between <laughs> the eyes. Um, yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't Caleb. Um, I, Joe was in the student section. It might have been Joe. I'm not. <laughs> it wasn't Joe. I'm not going to. People who listen to this show, please <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to get him banned. Get him banned. <laughs> no, it was not Joe. Um, the, game, the atmosphere is great. Um, it sucks how the game ended, but um, my voice is still gone. My it cracked a couple times on the phone today. It, um, <laughs> yeah, I've kind of been coughing trying to get it back, and I think it's just making it worse. Well, and I go, I'd like to go ahead and formally apologize, but I'm, I'm on the phone all day at work. Um, about midway through the third quarter, I realized if I scream anymore, I won't have a voice ever again. So <laughs> I had to, I had to stop, I had to stop yelling. I stomped and clapped as loud as I could, and maybe a couple, you know, of course, of course the woos and Rocky Top I still threw out, mm-hmm. but I couldn't yell anymore. Yeah, you know, it was like a um, – <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, guys. Well, uh, let's get into it. Here we go. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. Woo-hoo! Love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! Ball hit high in the air in the right field! Going back to Sayre! And Tennessee can say hello with Column! A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth! You can't draw it up any better! We just won a basketball game! We're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! it did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Monday, October 18th. It, it sucks that we, I mean, like, that's the bottom line is it sucks. But that was a freaking... That was a fun game. From from 8.30 when we arrived at the tailgate, even though the gates wasn't open, shout out City of Knoxville, to 12.30 when I was standing outside the game because we thought we were going to have to forfeit. I was standing there with some random people walking back to our car, standing over one phone, just waiting for the fire. Like, it was just an awesome atmosphere. I I just posted – I went classic Facebook with, with this post, but that was the greatest – Free game. First off, the Pride of the Southland has uh, the a tradition unrivaled in college football. Like that's already established. Add in that light show. That's the greatest pregame I've ever seen. It was awesome. Oh yeah, I, I, I like if I left after that. Obviously, I wouldn't. But if, <laughs> if I left, like I would have been pretty satisfied. I don't know whose idea it was to light up the tea like that. That was awesome. Applaud. Yeah. Well done. Uh, if you want to reveal yourself, please do. I'll give you all the credit in the world. That was 
freaking cool. Um, the lights, they did the light show like they normally do in um, in TBA. They did it. it. It was awesome. They played Friends in Low Places. Shout out. That was I, I turned to Emily right before and I said, I swear to God, if they play Kenny Chesney, I will boo. <laughs> I will I'll do it. I'll, I'll start it. the F you I'll start the F you Kiffin chant to drown out Kenny Chesney. We need friends in low. Do you places. think that was a that was something that they wanted to get rid of because like old like Lane Kiffin was talking about Kenny Chesney earlier this week? Oh, thanks, Lane. Ch- shout out Lane. One good thing you did. One good thing. It was a it was a great, I mean and we'll get into like what what Tennessee did really well in the game, but that that Saturday, October sixteenth, twenty twenty one, like that is what makes college football special. Now, obviously, it ended, and first off, it it wasn't the worst thing to ever happen at a sporting event. In fact, it was the only abnormal thing that happened is they stopped play for it. That's it. Other than that, you see that pretty often. Yeah, and. You have to be way more embarrassed to uh, to be an SEC official. Correct. I agree with to that. To be a Tennessee student. A Tennessee student, Tennessee fan. I mean, they got fined – okay, if they were fining $250,000 like out of player safety and and that's dumb because they didn't – they don't even find that much for people storming the field, which is way more dangerous. They don't find teams for targeting. That's way more dangerous. <laughs> so, if you're if that was what your hang-up was, you should have found – or if, if – if you're going to find them 250, it should have been for delaying the game for 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. I just don't get that. Like, I mean, that's number one is chump change. What is that? Like two and a half student tuitions for four years. Like that's nothing. But the fact that you're like, you're punished, you're, you're going to punish students for doing something. Yeah. They shouldn't have done it. I get it. But, Still, you, you can't make those calls at the SEC officials and just go scot-free, right? No, I, I mean, I agree. The thing about, like, like I don't I don't know, I have Dante's tweet on me right now, um, but, you know, Plowman acting like it was just disgraceful, and it was bad. Like, it was dumb. It was bad. I don't even know if bad's the right word. Like, it, it was dumb. Like, that's the bottom line. And then it, was, it, it wasn't one call worth of – No, it wasn't. No, and that's another thing. A lot of people think it was over that fourth down call. That That's not true at all. It was a culmination of things. and But I do want Tennessee fans to understand that are like – like some people are like, they should do that. Like I did see people get seriously injured. Like I saw a girl hit the ground from a bottle that came from way back in like oh, the yeah. second or third row. If somebody row. was going to hit me, like we were going to fight. Like, <laughs> it was going to happen. So it's like I do need people to understand it wasn't safe by any means, and it, you shouldn't encourage it. But it also like – it happens. It's it, – I hate Ole Miss that. did it in basketball. Miss, they, they don't, they're not even good at basketball, and they did yeah. it. Yeah. And another thing, Tennessee fans, when your coach comes out like begging you to stop, just stop because he probably has good reason to. Think about this. In against Georgia in 2019 or 2018, Rick Barnes comes out and says, Hey, it's not over. Stop throwing trash. What happened that game? I won, baby. We won. We did it. We, we secured an SEC championship. So let's be a little bit smarter. I'm not saying the refs didn't deserve it, but a ref didn't get hit with a bottle or a golf ball. So which they might that that crew is terrible. Let, let's I don't wish any ill. Oh, I should kind of like preface. I do not wish any ill will on a human being over a football game. I would like to note that. Also, right. you should make better calls. I mean, it's that simple. But like that's this crew is terrible, and they've been terrible. They were the the crew with the Arkansas game last year. They were the Georgia State Auburn game this year. Um, they Memphis, were Mississippi State. 
Memphis, Mississippi State. And this, how do they have a job? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's that that's terrible. What is his name? Mark Curls. Mark Curls. Yeah, I think so. I mean, good God. And, yeah. and the fourth um, down call wasn't even bad. What made that play so bad is the guy who spotted the ball is 20 yards away from the, the play. And, and he moved about a foot left and right the whole time he was going to spot the ball. So it's like the ball wasn't on a hash mark. So he didn't have a good point of reference. You've got to keep your line there. Yeah. Yeah, he ran to the line and then ran back and then to and the – what? And then step forward. He stepped forward again, but I don't know if he stepped. He doesn't. There's no way he doesn't have a frame of reference. He doesn't know if he stepped forward to the right point. If he was using a person as a frame of reference, well, they move, guy. Mm-hmm. You can't bank on it, them being in the right spot. Yeah, I mean, like, w- was he sure? I, I don't really know. There wasn't a great camera. It's not a angle. great angle, man. So, like, everybody's saying he's sure it's on his waist. You can't tell where that the nose of that no. football is. No, uh, I mean, if he has it tucked up, his shoulder was across the line, right? So there's a good chance it broke. I the mean, plan. who carries the football down at their waist? Yeah, for real, um, definitely. And, and and Tennessee, you know, had some opportunities. And, and I told you right after the game, and I thought about it more. I didn't feel like Tennessee was very aggressive offensively. You you tweeted out, I mean, Tennessee was missing a lot of offensive guys. I you, your play calling is of course going to be a little bit more limited when when you're missing some key offensive guys. Um, yeah, so I, mean, I think that kind of stopped them from throwing the football a lot because I I think Hooker got sacked four times in the in yeah. the first half. Um, you know, they did clean it up in the, in the second half and it was a lot better. I think he only got sacked one time in the second half, but yeah, I mean, you, you lose, you have Dane Davis, Jackson Lampley, two guys that haven't really made an impact since they've been at Tennessee. You have a, a center that should be at guard. So you don't have your starting center either. And at one point you had Marcus Pierce running the football in a one possession game in the fourth quarter against a top 15 opponent. Yeah. Yep. It was, yeah. And that, and again, I mean, and we can get into the, there were terrible calls. I mean, you had the touchdown call. And, and that's the worst call oh, of the night. It's not the fourth and, down. Well, and let me tell you this too. And I'll, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this. If they had just blown it dead, that would have been one thing. If a guy had come out, if there was a maybe a whistle, even if we couldn't hear it, if a guy had come out and spotted it during the play and then they come back and the guy goes, I got it as forward progress stop. I feel different. I might say it's a bad call. This one's egregious because no one blew a whistle. No one came out and spotted spotted it. They let the touchdown play finish. They let the uh, point after teams get onto the field before they came together, got to whatever consensus they got to, and decided to bring it back. So I have several questions about that. How did you know where to spot the ball? Yeah, and also forward progress. That means he went forward. He never once went forward. He gave up on the play <laughs> because the play was blown up. I, I think Heupel said in his press conference it was going to be a you know delayed dump pass to the tight right. end, and we blew it up. And instead of Matt Corral going down like he should, if the play's busted, your quarterback is told to go down. Right. But he didn't go down. He got caught up, and we stripped it from him. Like there was – I don't understand how it's forward progress if yeah. no one goes forward. And again, I if if they just make that call, I'm upset because it's a bad call. But I, but I get it. Like it's not egregious. But then they come together, and if I'm the head official, and someone, which maybe it was the head official that made the call, and no one was ballsy enough to stand up to him, if someone goes, "I have forward progress," my very next question is, "Why didn't you blow your whistle?" 
You got or, a whistle, don't you? Why or did he if it? it's the white hat, the white hat's supposed to be in charge, right? Yeah. He, he ran with Tyler Barron. So Mark, like, Mark Curl's first question when someone said I had forward progress stopped at whatever, he should have asked, why didn't you blow your whistle? That that's yeah. the, the, the play's not dead. You didn't have forward progress stopped. Yeah. We it's not reviewable. So we're done. It's a touchdown. Move on. Like that's it. You, they tried to correct a mistake because maybe they legitimately believe forward progress stopped and it was so kind of quick that it's it's hard to it is a, in that situation it is a tough call because you're probably like a half second away from forward progress technically being stopped like you are probably pretty close but it was bang bang okay you messed up you can't correct a mistake with another mistake that's not how it works right that's not how it works so it was yeah, just I mean Matt Crow gave up on the play and we made him pay for it and the officials bailed him out is what happened. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and it should have been his first – he did have his first turnover of the year in this game. That he should have been his that. first one. Yep, Tyler Barron, um, you know, should have had a touchdown. I mean, and, and that, that one's tough to swallow because Tennessee probably gets more momentum out of that. They also um, – you know, you, you're looking at a – obviously the game can change, but right now we're looking at a five-point ball game that would have had a seven-point swing. So you, you win by two in that scenario. But, again, I mean, and that sucks. And a lot of people are like, well, Tennessee had moments. Sure, Tennessee had a field goal missed. That if they had made it, we're talking um, you're in field goal range and Joe Milton never has a chance to run out of bounds. So, so yes, Tennessee had their opportunities. I'm not saying that. But it's unfair to have to have points taken off the board for for no reason. No, like the SEC can tout all this bull crap that they want to spill. Like that. that's not – that's it's not a reviewable play. So how the hell do you come back together after the play's gone, like completely gone. And a lot of people are saying, well, they let plays play out like that, you know, to see what happened. You know, to, they don't want to call that. It's not a reviewable play. If it's a dead ball, it's a dead ball. It's that simple. It's not reviewable. You don't let a play like that play out because it's not the same. I, I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if a lot of people do. I think it was 2011 Vanderbilt. Would that have been a home game? Maybe 2012. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 2011, game. 11 Vanderbilt game. Overtime, north end zone. They're playing in the north end zone. We have an interception. I don't remember who had it. Um, he slips and falls to his knee. It's bang, bang. It's, it's tough to tell. Gets up, runs it for a touchdown. I know for a fact the ref blew his whistle and ran out and spotted it. I remember seeing it, and I'm thinking this one's coming back. Well, they get together. They say, I didn't have a whistle. Nope, didn't call it. I just spotted it You know, if we had to bring it back. They go and review it. It's inconclusive. Play stands. That's a totally different scenario because you can go and review that play. You don't blow that dead. And you should know this because you're a football official at one of the highest levels. You don't blow that play dead. A forward progress play is not reviewable. You have to blow it dead if you think it's done. That's it. It's that simple. That's the rule. They can tout all this bull crap. You missed it. You messed up. It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's one of the biggest horse shit calls I've ever seen in my entire life. It was, it, it was bad. I And a lot of people were like, it's very obvious this forward progress stopped. And my first – because Ole Miss fans around us – his forward progress stopped. Well, they didn't blow it dead, so it doesn't matter. And then, sure enough, I look like an idiot, even though that's not that's not in the rules. Like, what they did is not in the rules. Yeah. You can't come together after that. You can't. You can – I mean, I guess you can come together and, and, and also, talk about it. You can't change it is what I should say. You can't change it. Later on in that game, you had an instance where, you know, it worked out in Tennessee's favor, but Amari Thomas had Matt Corral wrapped up in the – in the end zone for a safety and they could have blown that dead easily, but they well, let him throw it. And luckily there was no one around the, in the vicinity for him to throw it to, or otherwise that would have been an incomplete pass. But it didn't work, but it ended up, it technically did not work in Tennessee's favor. The, the refs got bailed out by that one. 
by it being intentional grounding. Right. There was no one in the vicinity. Right. So it did another forward progress call. Like you said, he had stopped moving forward and they don't blow, they don't blow it dead. Almost bell Matt Corral out again. He just throws it to no one. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it, there was just a, I mean, it was a poorly officiated game. A lot of people are upset with holding calls. You can literally call holding on any play of football. I, my biggest hangup is when one happens like at the point of attack. If you miss a holding call at the point of attack, which I know you can argue like, well, that guy could have been involved on the backside later in the play. I know. I'm just saying the the ones I get upset about, the holding calls I get upset about, are the ones where the ball runner is running at the guy holding. You can't miss those ever. Right. Right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I I thought Tennessee a lot. I mean, how many? Matt Corral had 195 rushing yards. I don't know what he averages on the season. I know he runs his freaking butt off every game. I thought Tennessee could have done better, um, you know, spying and occupying the middle of the field and, and at least making him make make a couple moves. It felt way too easy. But all in all, you you still held him to 31 points. Um, and, yeah, yards are cool, but points are what matters. Yeah, and seven of those came because we muffed a punt at, at our yeah. own 11-yard line. So they and got the ball another- on the 11-yard line to score – to take seven points. You had them stop and you, you have the, the defense go right back out there. They're already gassed. Um, so, and I mean, you have that, an offense just, that can move the ball. It's going to yeah, be tough just, to stop them seven yards out. But yeah, thirty-one points, and and then your defense gets you two. Yeah, I mean, what true. more did you really want from your your defense? I I understand like people are like, oh, we would have won that game if we didn't allow Matt Corral to rush for two hundred yards. Okay, but like like you said, this team is averaging like what forty-five points a game. You hold them to basically twenty-four, and you get two and, yourself. <laughs> And isn't that kind of like the couldn't that be said about every game? Like Alabama probably could have won if they could have kept that the A and M four string from from throwing for two hundred and fifty yards. Right, right. It's like so that's a really I mean, all in all, like you specific. said, like, all in all, the defense did its job. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I thought Tim Banks he, he continues to impress me uh, mm-hmm. with a pretty much depleted defense. I mean, you look at your most productive guys last season. It was Bryce Thompson, Henry Toto, Cravaris Crouch, Kevon Bennett, DeAndre Johnson. None of those guys are here. Right. Um, so to have a bunch of – I don't want to say nobodies, but a bunch of guys that, you know, maybe hasn't really worked out so far this season. He, he's doing a lot with less. Um, and, you know, I wasn't a huge Tim Banks guy when he was hired. I just didn't – I, I just didn't think he could really do it. But he's impressing me. He really is. No, I, uh, the Banks boys—is that what you called them pregame? Yeah, you told me. You told me what team I, or what what side of the ball I want to take for keys to the game, and I, I said, "Give me the Banks boys." I, I think Jeremy Banks has played really good football this year. I think Tim Banks has coached really good football this year. I think this defense is is a is maybe like a Jeremy Banks touchdown away. I know he was close in the Missouri game. I think this defense is like, a, I think it's going to take a Jeremy Banks touchdown or something something big. To officially get the name Banks Boys, but we're getting there. We're we're getting to the point where I have to rename every kid on that defense. Dude, wasn't the game just like you know, you mentioned like almost getting stuff. It just felt like Tennessee was just so close on mm-hmm. so many like getting to Matt Corral, it felt like we were close every single time. Theo Jackson was in, inches away from having a pick. Um just couldn't get on it. They the fans wise. Like Five minutes away from a forfeit. Yeah, right. <laughs> we were. Yeah. We were no, I, I agree. Jacob was, Warren is inches away from you know extending that drive, and and who knows what happens after that. Um, 
it was just game of inches. I mean, people say it all the time, and it it was it held true on on Saturday. Um, it just everything went against Tennessee. The injuries, you know, not having tie on, you lose Cade Mays. Oh, I thought um, you meant the Ole Miss injury. Sorry. Oh, I mean that that too. It, it seemed like. Was it smart? Did it take t- Tennessee out of their groove? It kind of seemed like it a lot. But, I mean, dude, respect the game. I-, I think an old Miss linebacker actually said this after the game. He said, I wish Tennessee had better class. A guy on a defense who goes – 20, has a player, 28, 31, something like that, 28 times. Yeah, they go down every other play, and you want to talk about class? How about you res- respect the game of football before you talk about class? I didn't know he said that. Um, he – they all, I mean, I tweeted it, They the FU Tennessee chant, and I get it. I mean, I get that, like, it's just college kids being – like, that's – I don't I don't, I don't, don't mind it, but you can't call other people classless and then do that chant. Like, that's right. not how this works. Right. <laughs> that's not how it works. Um, the injuries, though, that – I kind of forgot about that because so much else happened uh, as we discussed this. That was, again, agre- that's egregious. I mean, and I – and the play that – People were How did the it. officials want to call it for Ole Miss with them doing that? Uh, it, right, you're like, <laughs> and there's a there's a huge difference in a player. Two things: a player going down right after a play, totally different, mm-hmm. totally different. You're probably injured from the play more than likely. A player going down two seconds, a second before the ball is about to be snapped. Come on, like, and, and a corner on the opposite side of the ball, opposite side of the sideline is going yeah. down. It's like, come on, and, and then another thing. And I know a lot of people pointed to Lane Kiffin two years ago doing the get down, get down, get down thing. I don't have a problem with that for two reasons. It's the right thing to do in football in that scenario. You're wasting time limping off the field when your offense, it was an offensive player, not a defensive, when your offense of play clock is ticking. You you go down. If you're, if you're actually hurt, you don't try to limp off the field in that scenario. You go down. That's totally different, like Josh Heupel did on Saturday night. Yeah. You don't eat play clock getting an injured player off the field. Right. I mean, something's going to have to be done about that. Like, like make them sit out a drive. That, like, that'll, that'll nip that in the bud. I like sit out that. a drive or sit out like X amount of plays that, you know, your the athletic staff say would be a, a good time to evaluate. Like, you know, uh, like a sin bin type deal. Like, we need five <laughs> minutes to evaluate him. If the drive lasts more than five minutes, it shouldn't. Then, you know, you can go back in. I do also love, and I think this one's, I think it needs to happen. Um, you can't substitute. Those players that are on the field can't leave. You can substitute the injured player, whatever. But those players that are in the field of play when the player goes down have to stay out. I don't even think they should be able to huddle up with the coach. I think they, you know, I mean, obviously the coach can talk to him, but you don't get to huddle up and get all the, you know, get very specific instructions. You can stand on the field. It's kind of similar to the soccer rule. You you can't come off the, the field during an injury. Um, so similar to that, you keep them on the field and coaches can go out to the numbers and talk to them there. But, you shouldn't be allowed. You should not be allowed to substitute. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Dumb. I mean, it was just like, how is, how do you play football? Like, how do you go to sleep and not playing football like that? I just don't get yeah. it. Yeah. And there was another one. It was weird. I think it was a defensive penalty, or a defensive. Maybe it was a defensive injury, and and the clock keeps rolling. I'm like, why does Tennessee get punished for that? So we could have snapped the ball, but now we have to come out and waste two more three seconds getting lined up and then snapping the ball. Because one of their players went down? Yeah. That's really dumb. Well, and a lot of people, like, hate soccer because uh, of flopping and stuff like that. But at least they're doing it to try to sell something. 
I was going to say, soccer flopping is nowhere near as bad as what I saw Saturday night. Oh, no. no Flopping's I mean, annoying, but at least you're trying to draw, like you said, you're trying to draw a penalty or, you know, you're not just falling to get off the field. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was just – respect the game. That was – I mean, how, how do you call yourself like a football guy and, and just play like that? I just oh, that's a good take. Not Ole Miss, not a, not football guys. No, not football guys. They're concerned about saving their body for the party after. Lane probably went to Roosters that night. Good God! Hopefully, he didn't drive. Don't need any more Lexuses left out in ditches. <laughs> can we please? Can we please just not care about? Like, I'm okay if people just obsessively hate Lane Kiffin, but can we quit like like you know being like, oh, he's the Tennessee would have been better off if he stayed. No, F him. I'm glad he left. You can yeah. say it led to these last what It took way more than just Lane Kiffin. Sure, he might have kick-started it. It took way more to get Tennessee to where we're at. Yeah, I hope all those people that had a stiffy for Kiffy um, before <laughs> the game, I, I hope that game really showed you that that, that guy's a asshat. Also, I like the way Josh Heupel just praises Tennessee instead of going after other teams. Yeah. Love it. He was – I'm – He Hyper. wasn't so dead like – he said, yeah, that shouldn't have happened, but he wasn't going to talk at the whole press conference about that delay. Like, that Gosh. had no impact really on the game. No. Well, actually, it might have helped. Tennessee got a good breather there defensively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we were just making up for all the delays that, yeah. that Ole Miss players Exactly, exactly. I Yeah, and, uh, you know, I told you I wasn't super excited about Tennessee's offensive play calling, but, I mean, all in all – you, you do lose your best back who, who's just so dynamic and um, that certainly hurts you. And I mean, Jabari small did a good job. 91 yards rushing, I think um, 92. Yeah. 92 and uh, sorry, Jabari. I didn't mean to try to take that yard from you there. Um, and then obviously Hinton hooker did a good job. I mean, I can talk about that. Matt Corral sure had 195 and then hooker got his fair share on the offensive side of the ball um, through for two, two I mean, all in all, this defense is playing good. Your offense is playing good. You have Valus Jones Jr., who's just had another another really, really good game. Um, third in a row? Third really good game in a row? Yeah, besides the, you know, muff punt. I mean, that yeah, was true. And that's another thing, too, about this this team, and we're talking about is Josh Heupel a good coach. I mean, we were really worried about the penalties early on. Um, six penalties, I think, for like 40 yards. That's not terrible, yards, especially with that crew. Um, and then you have one – you have one turnover and it's it's a special teams turnover, which which obviously has to get cleaned up. Um, but I mean, defense wasn't you didn't have a Jeremy Banks personal foul that game. Um, Hendon Hooker took care of the football. I mean, all in all, when you're when you're talking about is the team playing good football, I, the only thing you could want more from this team is six more points. That's that's it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. They actually I, did it. <laughs> I don't know how like. When you look at this team and you look at Ole Miss's offense and the injuries that Tennessee had, I mean, how the heck was Tennessee in that game? I mean, when, when Marcus Pierce, no offense to the guy, but when Marcus Pierce, Jackson Lampley, and Dane Davis are all in the game in a one-possession a one game against a top-15 opponent, you're like, oh, yeah, this game's over. Mm-hmm. You're only playing those guys when you're up 45 or you absolutely have to. And that, that was the, the hand Tennessee was dealt on – Saturday, and they still probably should have won that game. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, this, this, you mentioned it. How the heck was Tennessee in this game? Dude, they're, that defense especially has some dogs. Thanks. And their guys – Dude, J- Jeremy Banks, you know, you mentioned that he's playing well. He looks like a like a good SEC linebacker. 
Yeah, if he gets better in pass coverage, and then he struggled when he was uh, responsible for for Corral too. He's he's going to be an excellent, excellent yeah. linebacker. I mean, he. I know the dreads and just being big just reminds you of the Maven and Majit and AJ Johnson, but like it really does. Yeah, he, I mean they play he's, very he's similar. Sideline to sideline, like when he hits you, he's going to let you know that hey, I'm coming every single play. You might be able to th- complete a slant behind me, but if you're running the ball, I'm coming <laughs> to get you. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the way this defense is flying around, and and um, I, that golly, that felt good. I haven't felt that good in Neyland in, in a while. Obviously, the ending was heartbreaking. Um, but what about the top three tacklers on the defense had barely any impact last season? Uh, that's that's true. Well, maybe Theo, like, I guess Theo probably had the most. Yeah, but most like impact. because I think McCullough had an injury, but yeah, he he played oh, some, no, but he was no. he was a backup safety, right? Not that he played a time. ton, but he probably played the most of the three. No, yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh, I love it. I love the way I love I love the way Tennessee's playing football right now. Um, this net, you know that that game that's tough. That's going to take a lot of a lot out of you, um, mentally and physically, both um, emotionally. I hope Tennessee stays the course there. Um, it, it, I mean, that that stuff just it's it's tough to overcome. I mean, those losses are 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 very very tough. You and especially when you look back, again, Tennessee could have done some things differently and, and put themselves in a better chance. But all in all, like there were plays determined by the officials that were outcome affecting. So, so it hurts even more in that sense. Um, and then you're probably going to have a tough week. I'm not willing to say, sit here and say right now that Tennessee doesn't have a chance um, because um, Tennessee always has a chance in my eyes. I, I wear the orange for a reason. And, um, I mean, let, let's be honest. Did A&M have a chance? Yeah, it's true. And it might it's be true. slim, but the way, ten, the way Tennessee's playing football, you're going to put yourself in a lot more games than you're going to take yourself out of. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering how this game kind of goes, just because Tennessee's not healthy, and they absolutely have to get yeah. healthy if they want to win um, against Kentucky in, yeah. in a few weeks. Um, that that's the game you're circling. I mean, Georgia and Alabama, they should like they should beat you by twenty points. Should. They should. Like that's what Vegas is probably going to have them at over twenty and. Um, in both of those games, and I don't necessarily disagree, but uh, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this because kind of in the camp of what you alluded to just now, you want to rest up for Kentucky. You come to Tennessee. You come to Tennessee to play Alabama. Yeah, you you can't you can't just say, hey, we're playing Joe Milton because we're going to hold Hen and Hooker out. You know, if he can't go, he can't go. Right. If, but if, but if, if he's able to go, he plays. If you're sitting out this game because you're you're resting. And if, if Josh Heupel voluntarily – again, I'm, I'm about sold on a guy. Josh Heupel's voluntarily sitting out guys that could otherwise go. You ain't going to last long in Tennessee whether you're a player or coach. It's just the nature of the business. Yeah, you you, you come here to compete against yep. the best. Um, so, yeah, you definitely don't want to sit this out, but Tennessee's definitely got to get healthy. I mean – Yeah, I agree. And that's the – I, I think that's, that, a, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, the officiating was terrible, but I think if Tennessee's healthy, they – beat Ole Miss pretty comfortably, in my opinion. Comfortable for me, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe not for some points. comfortable for me. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I, and, and 
and it's definitely you mentioned just like you got to get healthy. It's definitely a fine line to walk this week when you're talking seventy one scholarship. Is that right? Seventy one scholarship players currently, mm-hmm. um, and and you you do have a bye week after Alabama. That's nice, but yeah, Kentucky. I mean, that's a Kentucky's a very very winnable game against a good opponent. We can laugh about how Kentucky plays because it's not the new brand of flashy football. It looks a lot like those six wins um, down the stretch of Jeremy Pruitt's uh, second year. But all in all, if you're winning, you're winning. It doesn't matter how. Right. And and that's what Kentucky's doing right now. I'd love to be who do who do they play the next two weeks? Do you know off the top of your head? Mm, I don't. Are they gonna are they gonna be eight no when they when we go to Lexington? No, they lost this past or week. they lost to Georgia. Sorry, they lost to Georgia. Okay. Um that's right. I forgot they played Georgia this week just then. Um so are they gonna be seven and one? Because I would love to be the team that, that gets after them. So they play Mississippi State and then they have a bye week. So yeah, they play Mississippi State. I'd Not love this to be week, the, but next week. Okay, I'd lo- I'd love to be be the team to 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 have the start Kentucky spiraling out of control. I'll say this: if Tennessee is not able to beat Kentucky, Kentucky's probably going to be eleven and one at the end of the season. Okay, they got That's Vanderbilt, the- New Mexico State, and Louisville. Yep, probably going to be. <laughs> I mean, they're freaking. Again, like people always bring up Mark Stoops as why would he ever leave Kentucky? Unless yeah, no, it's like should. for a. You know, prominent job. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But I mean, like from O to Stoops, that would be weird. That would be weird. Um, but they have like they play kind of the same way. That's fair. Other, That's other when oh, Joe just, Brady was here, I I just meant the like sheer just look of them. Like, oh, it's yeah. just a weird. It would be a weird transition. And they're yeah, definitely like not a Louisiana guy. Ooh, what if we go Kiffin to Kiffin to LSU? Stoops to Ole Miss. <laughs> if Kiffin goes to LSU, we're going to stomp a mud hole when we get this depth thing fixed. When we go into LSU next year, I would uh, I, I would love Kiffin to to LSU just to be like, okay, so he hasn't matured. <laughs> that that you know it right then and there. Is LSU a better job than Ole Miss? Probably, but um, I'll be listening to you don't to Baton Rouge by, by Garth Brooks for a month. Oh, after okay. we beat them, oh, it would be it'd be nice to get Kiffin again. I agree. It'd be nice to get him again. Who who are some guys that impressed you uh, Saturday? The one guy who, that really who, impressed who me, and uh, I think I tweeted it during the game. If my phone like actually let me tweet it at that point, um, Big O Amari Thomas, mm-hmm. baby, he looked good, and he was um, needed this game too. It was it was necessity that he played good. Yeah, I mean he. That was probably his best game that I've seen him play at Tennessee. Um, didn't have a huge impact last season, but it looks like he's he's the recruit that – he's looking like the recruit people thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got after Matt Corral. Matt Corral wanted to know more of Amari Thomas after that game. Oh, no. I mean, I think Matt, Matt – I mean, Kiffin said he was still banged up, so I think he was all in all. Well, when you run your quarterback 30 times, that's kind of what happens. <laughs> right. right. And it, it's not like you can – I mean, what are their running backs? I think Ely didn't even rush for 20 yards of carry. Ely ran a seven. Well, what was his, uh, what was his not, average? 2.7 yards per oh, carry. 2.7. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What um, about Snoop? What was he? Snoop? 15 carries, 24 yards, 1.6 average. Yeah, nice. Nice average. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's literally their only player. If Matt Corral goes down, I mean, you saw when they had to put that backup in and he threw that incomplete pass. I mean, he was scared to death. Yeah, I mean, they and they did everything to try and get Corral back in. Oh, too. yeah. And they did everything. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, it would have been nice to maybe get him out of the game. I wouldn't have hated that. Um, yeah, I, I thought Amari played well, too. Um, I, I thought you mentioned Theo Jackson. Uh, I thought, I mean, big game, continually big game from him. And then Trevion Flowers played another good game and had the interception. Tip drill. Was the ball yeah. tipped? I don't. I, think it was. I don't know. It, it was kind of down the sidelines. He had to make a good play to catch. He it. did. Um, they they had to review it. I was like, oh god, it's incomplete. I, know, I was thinking the same. I couldn't. They never showed it actually on the TVs, so I couldn't see. Um, sure. Um, yeah, I thought the DBs played pretty well. I mean, Alante got beat on that double move. It happens. Um, yeah, it sucks, but you know, it, it happens sometimes. You bite. Um, when you're just running the ball, when Matt Corral's running for 200 yards, you know, every time he gets the ball, you're like trying to come up a little bit. And double move just got him. Um, I thought Jeremy Banks played well. Aaron Beasley, they continue to impress me. Byron Young is an animal. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get home a ton, but he made Matt Corral uncomfortable. I mean, they didn't throw the ball very well. I thought they would come in and pro try to run like throw on us but they really i mean all the only play they had that was successful was they spread everybody out on third or fourth down and run a qb draw and have yeah. the running back get the lead, spy be the leading tackle. yeah yeah and and one thing i'll say about the spot why were we engaging like we weren't even trying to go through him or or make the running back go out of the way like we were engaging <laughs> yeah yeah, I would probably like to bring more, especially the way your DBs were playing. I would like to see more pressure on third and fourth down. Well, um, yeah, but I mean that that too. Like, I mean, we talked the only thing. What it, I think really the only thing Tennessee's defense is missing. I'm not saying they do everything else exceptionally. But the only thing they're really missing is is, is getting home. They're getting pressure. Um, they're moving the quarterback around. The you know. And then they're also playing well in the secondary. They're breaking up passes. Um, they did finally start getting turnovers after the first two games. So, so Tennessee's defense is the only thing they're not doing well is getting home. And so when you're looking at what's what's a play you can count on, especially with a guy like Matt Corral, that's a, I mean, that's scramble drill. <laughs> I don't even have to call it a QB draw, scramble drill. Just and it did, it, it did really feel like that, that they weren't getting home, but they still had five sacks in the game. Yeah. So, like, it's – and they did a better job this time. And you knew Matt Crowell was going to hang on to the ball a little bit longer than some other QBs you played. I would just say that's been Tennessee's struggle this season, more so it, than Saturday running night. quarterbacks. That, yeah. That's their kind of kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, because you did get back to Basilak plenty, a guy who couldn't move out of the pocket. Right. Um, so that's a good point, too. Yeah, Doty got loose a couple times, and then yeah. Emory Jones obviously had a really good game. Had but, uh, other like, I mean, you don't uh, – Bryce Young, he's looking – yeah, he's a pretty good athlete, but he's not like an athlete like Matt Corral or Emory Jones. Yeah, um, that's true. He does a better – I think he does a better job, though, of, of where he's going to beat Tennessee um, if he does. It's, it's going to be moving out of the pocket and keeping his eyes downfield. That, he's going to beat – he's going to move out of the pocket and then beat you with his arm. He's not just going right. to scramble for 195 yards. <laughs> he, he's going to check down 85 times tonight. 85 times. <laughs> Jeremy Banks might get a chance to murder someone over the middle if he yeah. just, just sit on it. And wait. You're right. It's coming. Um, other guys who impressed me, uh, Hinton Hooker. I mean, he's Looks like, pretty much hope, turned this season he's around. Yeah, I hope he's healthy because he, he's he seemed to kind of improve every game. 
um, whether it's minuscule steps or leaps and bounds. I feel like he's he's just kind of taking steps forward every game. And I think Cedric Tillman is a weapon. I mean, he was inches away from ending the game from Joe Milton, another game of inches. Yeah, and I'll, I've watched that play a couple times. I think uh, – is it Josh – is it Pate, the the college football? Is he 247 guy? Yeah, or CBS. He, CBS, maybe. He had a great uh, – behind the end zone view of that play. If that, you know, a lot of people want to maybe give Joe Milton a hard time about throwing that one high. DB definitely gets a hand on it if it's any lower. Maybe even has a chance to, maybe he tips it and Cedric Tillman makes a play, but that also gives Ole Miss a chance to intercept it. Um, Tillman was just a little bit out of reach, maybe in a weird position. So that was a tough play. I'm not going to say he, he put it to where his, his only his receiver can make that play. So. Yeah, and a lot of people he made, made it sound he like – He made a good throw to Walker Merrill before that too. A lot of people say uh, – Tillman had a hand on it. I, if he got anything, it was like a finger. If yeah, it was that. like top fingertips. Right. <laughs> right. And then, the, I mean, the play to run out of bounds. That's that's just you, not being competitive. Well, you just got to know what's happening in the game. Kind of like yeah, I said about the Either you have that, a super low football IQ or you're not competitive. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. that that's it's just a horrible. He I mean, had to think, he had to you're think built like a freaking defensive end. He had to think there was more time. Had to. I don't know. I mean, like you. I'm with you. Low IQ's there, but you you had to think that. There's no if, way you just. If you decide to run, you better try to run over somebody to get to that end zone. You can't right. run out of bounds. At no point, at, at that point in the game, at that point in the game, a fumble six is the same as a run out of bounds. So yeah, go I mean, try to make like, a play. When you see that clock, and I think they took a timeout before, or, or Ole Miss did, or somebody. You that it's going off in your head. This is it. This is the last play. This is it. Yeah. The coaches are saying it. I'm sure it it would just look terrible. I mean, yep. There's not really a ton of excuse for the kid. I mean, that's just a bad. I agree. Play. Um, you mentioned just about everyone. I was impressed with um the other night too. What about uh, this? Thought, Were you impressed with that? I was. That was a good throw by whoever did that. <laughs> um, did I loved it because. I hate mustard, so like the only thing good about mustard is throwing it on the field, in my opinion. Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, one last guy that impressed me, and then I do want to talk about some idiot on Twitter real quick. Paxton Brooks, man. He he made Ole Miss start in some bad territories. He had a uh, long of 52, average 43 and a half yards. A couple times I didn't like that we were punting, but all in all, man, Paxton Brooks, he, he hadn't been called upon much the last two weeks, and Gets his chance to play a good game. Big special teams guy. Would have been nice to be clean on special teams Saturday night, but big special teams guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, another punter you, baby. <laughs> right. Hey, how much trash was thrown on the north side? I know nowhere near as much as the south, but I did see a few things come from there. How, how much trash was on the north end? I don't really know that because I was kind of like – I was so mad after that call. There was trash on the field, though, just to be clear. Like, do you know that? Right, yeah. Okay, okay. But um, you, like, I mean, definitely know. I mean, here, Joe would probably know zone. more than both of us. No, no, no. Not not on the south end zone, the north end zone, where you sit. Well, I know, but he cleans up after Oh, that's right. Yeah. Good call. Does he clean the field, too? They put him on the field that game? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You get to get on the field, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, some guy was saying it was just the students. I was like, well, it definitely wasn't. Because it was coming from both sides of the south end zone. Students sit on my right, everyone else on the left. It was both. And there was also, he was like, no one was throwing it on the field from the upper deck. I'm not saying a bunch made it from the field or from the upper deck to the field, but there was plenty from the upper deck to the field. It's also 
would you say you've thrown a football and I would guess you've probably thrown a water bottle at some point in your life. Mm-hmm. Which one's easier to throw? Like easier as in what? Like throw it far. Like you could probably throw it farther or at least you could throw it high enough that if you're in the upper deck, it's going to carry a good distance. Oh yeah. I can throw a water bottle way farther than a football. Yeah. I don't think like, okay, I mean, a great example of that is, is it easier to throw a kid's football or an adult size football? Like right. the guy, the guy was like, I mean, there's only a handful of adults that could throw a football that far. And I was like, yeah, because it's a hard thing to do. A water bottle, half full water bottle. Not that hard. No, <laughs> not that you hard. You just got to, Get that good grip on the yeah on the bottom. I was about to say you even get a better grip on it, man. So yeah, it was a that was a it was an adventure. I, I you mentioned up people fight. I almost saw a fight break out over it. Two Tennessee fans, not even like an Ole Miss and Tennessee fan. Um, so yeah, it was a it, it was a very interesting end of the game. I was convinced Tennessee was gonna have to forfeit. I was like that. I mean, would honestly, kind of be funny. <laughs> to to be fair, we've had like a seven thirty game since it was on a Thursday night, so people didn't get all day to drink. You know, we didn't get to, like, practice this. Yeah, this is the SEC's fault. (laughs) Yeah, so we've – this is our first 7.30 game, so we start – we got to our tailgate at 8.30. I mean – What do you want me to do? When you've been drinking for 12, 13 hours, that stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a good point. You got to train it. And we didn't uh, get to do it last body. year either. So, I mean, it's no. been two years since we've really gotten to. Hey, let me ask you, this is the last thing, I guess. I don't know if you have any points you want to talk about either the game or this. I, I got to put a little bit of this on the university and 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 the security there. Because it, I think if you yank like the first five people to do it around you, it may continue, but it's not going to continue for 20 minutes if you start kicking people out right then and there. Yeah. Looks like Caleb kind of got out for a second, having some connection issues. Yeah, it's just kind of unfortunate of how that happened um, with the game. Obviously, it just didn't go Tennessee's way. And then I, I just don't – I would never call our fan base embarrassing. Um, you know, maybe we've done some embarrassing things, but I'm not – I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my gosh, that was so embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed to be a, a Tennessee fan because I wasn't. I thought, I thought being a Tennessee fan was electric. That atmosphere was awesome. Um, now, I'm not, I didn't throw anything. So, I, I, mean, I, didn't, I bet Vandy doesn't throw stuff on the field. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like it wasn't the calls. It was, it was – the the players faking injuries. It was you know nothing going Tennessee's way. It, well, it just was kind of a build up, and not just this game either. Yeah, and, and that doesn't happen if Shane Beamer's the head coach. But you had the ultimate troll on the sideline too. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then Ole Miss football tweets out that 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 isn't the greatest atmosphere in college football. No, they didn't. Or, or that they they tweeted uh, the greatest at. Atmosphere is in Knoxville. Greatest college football atmosphere in Knoxville, Tennessee, and it was all those red flags. Oh yeah, okay. They at least did it before the game. I'll give them that. Yeah, yeah. Because if you were at that game, was it? I did. I definitely didn't have an innie. <laughs> what did? Uh... <laughs> yeah, it turned your your Audi into an innie. <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't do that. Um, it did turn your innie into an Audi. It did quite the opposite. I I won't <laughs> lie. I mean, I'm an emotional person. I got emotional a couple times during that game because I was just like. This is how I remember Tennessee football growing up. Now, of course, there were some cool things that are new, like the checker kneeling and the light show and, and all that. But I was like, this is how I remember going to games. Mm-hmm. 
This is how I grew up going to games. So this is awesome to see. And the students were way hammered, then, way more hammered then because they weren't drinking beer. They were just bringing airplane balls go. in. Yeah. yeah. So they and, were way more drunk. I know what it's like to be a college student. It's hard to pay $15 for a beer. Yeah. That's why they all drink at Cool Beans before because it's that you get that big gold for six fifty. I think it's thirty two <laughs> ounces. Um, yeah, it, I don't know why you're paying fifteen dollars for beer. I don't do that. Um, I, I might I, buy one. I haven't had a beer in Neyland this year. I might buy it. one, but if I have had quite a bit to drink already, I'm not paying. I'm not standing in that line, number one. That's no. the first part. Yeah. I know. I should have – the guy next to me, I don't know who – I don't know him. Um, we just sat and, and we didn't really talk. We just kind of cheered together because you couldn't talk in that environment. He was nice, offered to give me a beer. It was late in the game, though. I said, no, I should have just – yeah, because should have turned down a free beer looking back. There you go. Yeah, yeah shouldn't have done that. Oh, man. That was a tough game. Moving on. Beat. What? Beat. Beat. You say Bama. Bama week. Beat Bama, yeah. Beat Bama. Me and my brother, I haven't seen it yet. Um, so my dad used to wake us up Bama week. He normally wake us up singing, which I know is hard to believe knowing me. Um, and then on Bama week, he would yell up. He'd yell beat, and he would not leave my room until I yelled Bama back. So It's in my blood. Beat Bama. All right. This calls don't give a week. damn, right? No, hell no. <laughs> um, this college football week. What we do have about? a. What's your favorite weird game? I, I, I do. Want, I do want you to um play the audio clip. Do we have that? Shoot. I no. don't have my laptop charger, so oh, thank you. Right, sorry. Right. Um, yeah, I, I can't do it from my phone. Gotcha. Well, Josh Heupel kind of harped on. I'll we'll tweet read. it out. We'll tweet. I'll, or yeah, I'll you read, can read it I'll, out. We'll tweet. Yeah, it. I'll read the quote. Um, pull up Twitter. If it'll load. Yeah, it's loading a lot better than it did in the game on Saturday. Um, he said the, he was talking about the atmosphere on Sunday. He said, "I've been in a lot of competitive arenas as a player and as a coach. There is nothing better that that I've ever been in than what happened on Saturday night. I mean, this guy played in a lot of huge football games, and for him to just come out and just say that, I mean, I." It didn't seem like he was just blowing smoke. He may have been, but at least he said it. <laughs> he did. And, and he – I mean, he, he's a guy that continually, continuously takes up for his players. Um, and, you know, it just seems like there's a different vibe around this team. It, it felt like that Saturday. It just felt like the atmosphere was just different. Uh, maybe it was too perfect. We, have a, we had a great tailgate. Appreciate everybody that stopped by and got to meet a bunch of people. Um some people that listen to the show, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it was just it, – it was too perfect. It was the perfect storm. So, you know, something had to go wrong and it had to be the game. But, um, man, that was – it was a lot of fun up until, you know, the, the ending part. Just, just the last 50 seconds or so, you know. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, what was your favorite upset in college football this week? Because there were a lot of weird games. Um, I mean, anytime Florida loses is awesome. I hate that I lost – quite a bit of money on it just because like I had like that was one of my logs so I had them as in like teasers and yeah parlays and it just was bad but yeah I mean that or Texas I just like I like Texas getting beat too that's true that that's a good point um which Arch Manning was at the game too so that that makes it funny I can't believe you I can't believe none of the Mannings were in town 
Yeah, it was weird. I mean, Elon O was at the Giants game. So, I mean, but he can't fly, he can't fly private. Um, yeah, very weird that a game like this. Yeah, very weird. Very weird. Um, how, how weird was it that Iowa? Like I mentioned ups, like there was just oh, a God. weird yeah. ups, like destroyed. And it's like, I mean, I know, I don't know. It's not like a, these upsets were weird because they weren't like good teams beating the good teams. Right. It was like really bad teams beating the good teams. <laughs> like really bad. Team. Like LSU is terrible. They're so bad. They fired their coach after knocking off a rival. That was ranked in like what? The top 15? Yeah. So like that's a, that. Oh, that they're, you, they're 20, but still. That should tell you how bad that team is. That they're willing to fire their coach after that. Um, usually that bothers the coach two or three more weeks. Um, my team, uh, Arizona How did State, got give up 49 points to that team. That's what I can't. I mean, I know there was a lot of Florida threw a lot of picks, but still, like, I thought Florida's defense would destroy LSU. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, it wasn't a fun football game to watch. We were, you know, we were flipping back and forth to it. It wasn't a fun one to watch. And then Auburn. Oh my god. Bo Nix is either really good or really bad. There's, There's no, no in between. In, like zero in between. Like it's not even like a milli, millisecond. Like it's just it's, bad. It's it's incredible. Or he's a Hosman candidate. One or the other. Yeah. Who would be your top four? Like if the college football playoff happened today, who would be your top four? Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's obvious. Is it, I mean, Bama's still in at this point, right? Yeah, I think so. Michigan. They do have to win out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan. What's Michigan rank right now? Are they three? They should be up there now, right now, right? Uh, up there now, right? Rankings. Here we go. I'm trying to pull it up. Um, Oklahoma is number two. Michigan six. What? They're behind Ohio State. And Ohio State's five and one. Interesting. Um. Very interesting. So I, I think. Well, I mean, I, th- I mean, that's assuming, like you said, right now, it's assuming Michigan's undefeated, and they are a Power Five team yeah. um, in the Big Ten. I do. I I have to look at it. Like right, I'm trying to pull up the rankings right now. I mean, whoever wins How that Michigan, Cincinnati, like, Cincinnati's got to be in at this point, right? I don't think they are. I don't think. Okay, who's, who's your top four? I mean. I, I mean, Georgia, I think Oklahoma's going to be there. I think with Caleb Williams, I, th- I think he's good. Um, That's fair. And they're, they're probably going to be undefeated. I guess they're still there, to be fair. So, right now as it stands, yeah, Cincinnati's probably left out. Um, and, it, I mean, whoever wins the big t- – Michigan, I'd probably say Michigan right now. I think Ohio State probably ends up there somehow, some way. It always works out that way. And then Alabama. I mean, as crazy as college football has been, it looks like it's going to be pretty much the same four teams, besides Clemson. 
Yeah. I I hate Michigan, but it would be exciting to see them, especially like a year that they could easily get in over Ohio State. What about Michigan State, baby? They've they've lost one though, haven't they? Which I mean, no, they're not out. No, they're seven and zero. Oh, are they seven and zero? I thought they dropped one. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, they're they're in the talks. Then they're in it. I want to see Cincinnati get in. I want to see them get in. I don't like like you said. It, it probably not have doesn't happen right now. I'd love to see them get in. Michigan and uh, Michigan State play next week. So that'll be a cool matchup. Yeah. Wait, like this Saturday or next? Saturday? Next Saturday. Okay. Yeah, like the Halloween. Tennessee's awful. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hmm. Love to see it. Um, yeah, I think Cincinnati. I think I, I was watching like a um, Brett McMurphy like betting podcast. I don't remember what it was, or I would plug it because it is pretty good. Um, but they were talking about like. BYU, if they went undefeated and Cincinnati went undefeated, BYU would be in over Cincinnati because of the amount of power five teams. Yeah. That makes sense. They play. Um, yeah, I just don't like, – I think it's kind of been like that. It's kind of the same thing it's been is, you know, maybe there's more traction to it because there hasn't been a group five team get in. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think there's much of a chance for a group five team to get in. No, there, there's not. I mean, not in a four-team format. Right. Um, I, yeah. And they, I mean, they. I guess it depends on the match. If they lose to Georgia, but, I mean, every team in the country would lose to Georgia. So, although, do they fall apart in November? I, dude, if Stetson Bennett wins them a national championship, I'm going to lose it. I mean, he's one of the, like – He's playing good. I'll give him that. But talent wise, he's probably one of the worst quarterbacks they've had in the past. How how long have they been good? Like uh, seven, seven to five years, something like that. Yeah, I will go with that. That, that might be a stretch, but we'll go with that. <laughs> I mean, it, their defense is good. That, I mean, that's what's carrying that team. Yeah, but you can't forget Kirby Smart did lose to Butch Jones. He did. Ugh. I'll never say that, I've never lost to Butch Jones. That's a good point. Also, Landing for LSU. I'll throw my name in the hat. See what happens. Who do you like think gets that job? I don't even know. I have no idea. I mean, it was it was wild. Like the reasons he was fired, it seemed like it had it didn't have a lot to do with football. Like yeah, but it, if he was winning, he wouldn't have been fired for those reasons. Let's be honest. That's true. That's true. Let's be honest. Um, he also would be getting his buyout if, if they took that that serious, but they don't want to get into that. Like Tennessee's trying to do with Jeremy Pruitt. Um, but how is Will Wade still coaching? That's right. right. <laughs> Gus Miles on the LSU? Dude, he's not doing well at UCF. No, he's not. No, he's not. Who's I mean, that, you remember uh, when everybody was telling us Josh Heupel wasn't that great at UCF, and then Gus Malzahn yeah. has been way worse. Yeah, has uh, is is Lance Lance Lapold? Is he regretting taking Kansas? He'd be in the he his name would be in it surely. I don't know if he'd be he wouldn't yeah. be a top candidate, but I wonder if Dave Aranda would be. He's yeah. at Baylor now, but he just took that job too. So I think they were sweating, weren't they? Isn't he from? Does he have any ties to USC? Weren't they talking about him to USC when maybe. that job opened up? I'm not 100% sure. Maybe. 
I mean, I mean those are two pretty good jobs that, like, I mean, yeah, they're not great at football right now, but, like, their talent pool is in those yeah. areas. Like, you can get recruits there easy. Right. No, I mean, I, I mean, both jobs are – USC takes kind of more effort than in sense of, like – I mean, but you are in Southern California. There's plenty of talent there. It's just – And it's easier to win in the Pac-12. It is easier to win in the Pac-12, too. Yeah. Um, Derek Henry just had a huge run. For a tutty. It's a score. Seven. It'll be 7-6. Well, assuming. Um, I kick the goal. Yeah. What's the uh, – t- Ooh, ooh, Jim McElwain. He's doing good <laughs> at Central Michigan, isn't he? Hell no. Yeah. What's Will Muschamp up to these days? Where is Will Muschamp? I don't know. Is he in the NFL? I feel like that's where he should is be he? anyway. I, ooh. Uh, one Gregory Schiano to LSU? Where's a, they, they did say he was a great coach. I heard John Gruden's not doing anything right now. <laughs> Maybe just don't set up a uh, school email no, form. No email accounts. No email <laughs> accounts. Oh, he's at Georgia. That's right. Most that is right. Georgia. That is right. I know he's an analyst. I figured he was running around the SEC somehow, some way. Does Barry Odom get a job again? A head coaching job? I don't know. I would want him. <laughs> I'd want him as a defense coordinator. Um. Hmm. I mean, I know Joe Brady's always going to get thrown out there, but he ain't leaving the NFL. No. No. I don't know who gets the LSU job. LSU and USC oh. hires are going to be interesting this offseason. Is it old butthole poker, Urban Meyer? That'd be fun. Heck, he can't handle the SEC anymore. His heart's about to give now. <laughs> Although he is, I mean, he's he's a college football coach. Like you've heard Smith, all LSU. God, they gonna bail him out of jail. Yeah. They do have a nice federal penitentiary down there near Baton Rouge. Do they? Have you been there? I uh, no clue. I just know that. <laughs> okay. They may. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Those will be those will be some interesting hires. Um, Nick Saban for sure. Luke, Luke Fickle doesn't leave Cincinnati for that, right? I mean, he just seems if, like he doesn't want to leave. If I was Luke Fickle, does he have Cincinnati ties? Uh, Ohio State ties. Okay. If I was Luke Fickle, I would 100% go to LSU if the job was offered. I would too. But, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, it is going to matter that they're going to be in the Big 12 in, you know, two or three years. So. James Franklin? Do you leave Penn State for LSU? I don't know if I do. Yeah. I mean, again, going back to the, it's a lot easier to, because they're not even in the Michigan, no, Ohio State side of the Big Ten. You're, I mean, you would probably have a better talent pool at LSU, but are you creating, are you taking you also, away one problem to, you also recruit against, Texas A&M, Alabama, Georgia. Texas and Oklahoma now. Florida, yeah. I don't know. It'll be fun to see. Basketball. So what's up with media day? They're just not doing it? They're just doing random? Yeah, that that's weird. I don't understand that. 
It's like, football it's like an 11 day thing, right? Something like that. The SEC sucks. That's the bottom line. Defund the SEC. Yeah, it's in Birmingham, too. That's one of the worst cities in the world. Um, You forgot Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I was about to say in one of the worst states in the world. But uh, <laughs> but then there's also Mississippi. It could be worse. Could be a lot worse. Could be a lot worse. I mean, imagine like – At least Mississippi choosing, has riverboats. I mean, imagine choosing to live in Mississippi. I don't think anyone chooses. I think it just happens. I mean, those guys that got recruited there chose. It's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Come to the SIP. <laughs> I, I, I hate that man after today. Or after this weekend. Oh, yeah. Hate him. Hate him. I know. Strong word, Caleb. Shut up. What's, um, I mean, I need, like, I, I, I mean, I need to start doing some research, get ready for basketball season. Who who are the contenders in the SEC this year? Like who's Tennessee? Like um, who, who's the games that are going to be circled for sure? I mean, we know the SEC is a grind when you when you're playing two games a week in this league. But I mean, Kentucky's always going to be up there. LSU, Alabama, Arkansas. Um, that's what's crazy. In the last Auburn. three years, the league's gotten even better. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. I mean, you're getting five stars going to Alabama and Arkansas. Can we talk about how weird Bruce Pearl is? Yeah, he's weird. Like, he's getting weirder. Why is he always shirtless? Like, that was cool once, but you can't just keep on doing <laughs> it. You're you're coming off as creepy now. Right. It, it's definitely not like a conti- – you cannot continually do it. Um, sorry, I'm going to have to go dark for just a second here. But, yeah, he – he – uh. I, what was that like? He's just a weird guy. I mean, I guess he was always kind of weird. He's a guy that was standing on, um, you know, lunch tables, inviting the student body to the game. So I guess he's always had some weird in him. But he's just—he's going down a rabbit hole, I think. Yeah. So Kentucky's ranked tenth in the AP poll preseason. Alabama's fourteenth. Arkansas sixteenth. Tennessee eighteenth. And Auburn twenty-second. I mean, that's wild. Arkansas and Alabama ahead of Tennessee. Yeah, that is that is pretty wild. I, hey, don't don't pick us. Don't pick us. I uh I'm I'm curious to see how it what I'm so scared to get excited about this team. Have you seen Tennessee's schedule? I know the those first out of conference games are gauntlet. Yeah. Um I think it's sixteen out of the 31 opponents are in the top 25 or receiving votes in the top 25. So I'll just read off some of them, and a lot of them are away. You have Villanova at Villanova. Then you'll play – or it's not at Villanova. It's in Connecticut, so it's basically going to be a home game for them. Um, What's in Connecticut? It's the Hall of Fame tip-off, whatever. Uh. And then um, – Whatever happens in that game, then you play Purdue or North Carolina. And then you play Colorado in Boulder. You play Texas Tech Texas Tech in the Jimmy V Classic in New York. Memphis at Bridgestone, so that's not a home game. You do play Arizona at home. Alabama's in Tuscaloosa. LSU, Baton Rouge. Kentucky, Lexington. 
Um, then you get LSU, Florida, and Thompson Bowling. Texas at Texas. Um, Mississippi State in Starkville. Kentucky at Thompson Bowling. Arkansas at Fayetteville. Auburn at home. Arkansas back at home. So, I mean, <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. Um, you're going to have a good idea of this team pretty early on. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that doesn't get you ready for March, I don't know what will, but uh, I hope it I hope it's, serves its purpose and gets us ready for March because that's a freaking gauntlet. We're already playing Vanderbilt at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday, of course. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Memphis is at noon on a Saturday. Which calls noon, college basketball is a little different with noon basketball noon games, games aren't the worst. Yeah, they're not the worst. I, I don't prefer them. Um, see, call you like you said, they're different. It's college basketball games are nice if they get over it. You know when it's like it's why soccer. I'm telling you, people, you know when it's going to end. It's it's not like they don't get drug out like football. Now some of the end of the games get drug out, but those games stay pretty pretty close to scheduled times. Right. And they're not yeah, I mean, five and a half hours. <laughs> It always seems like somebody's overrated in the preseason in the SEC, so hopefully it's not Tennessee. But, I mean, you remember a few years ago when we were picked like second to last and we ended up being like number one in the country? Yeah. It's – uh, and, and I don't – I mean, like I said, I just don't really know where to – I mean, I, th- I mean, this team's going to be good. Like, that's not I – don't, I don't – I just don't know where – your best your best player is a freshman. I mean that's that's part oh. of the question. Folky? Pals? There's a different there, there's I think there's a difference in, in MVP and and best player, personally. May, yeah, most talented players probably yeah. Kenny Chandler, but there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do think I mean I think John Fort I think it's very clear from last season how how important John Forson is to this team. Say what you yeah. want about my, my baby when he goes baby giraffe mode, all you want, but. And I think having a point guard like Kenny Chandler only helps John Fulgerson. Oh yeah. It, it's going to elevate this team. Uh, I mean, you, you saw two really good guards last year, but Kenny Chandler is a true point guard ball handler. Um, he He's going to bring a different type of game. Um, I think he's, I think he's going to make guys like Josiah Jordan James, who was better with the two guards here last year. Even like, I think it helps his game even more. Yep. And then whoever's at that four position, is it going to be Cumwall or is it going to be um, Brandon Hunley Hatfield? Or do they go small and play Josiah Jordan James at the four? I mean, I'm sure there'll be a multiple, yeah. you know, yeah, be... throughout the year. But, you know, when you look at that starting five, what's it going to look like? Is, is it going to be interesting to me? Because you have what, four guards that could probably start. Five, I guess, if you count Victor Bailey Jr.? Yeah. Victor Bailey, Kenny Chandler, Viscovi, Sidon Jordan James, Justin Powell. Yeah, and I think Viscovi gets uh gets helped out too by having a true point guard. They they, they struggled at times. We we thought he'd be better off ball. Um, I still think it's possible, but he's gotta have a guy that can really get him the ball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got to. Yeah, he's just gotta be it just seemed like he was kind of slow last year. Um and maybe he was slow his freshman year too. It just 
he just seemed to have a lot more open space and maybe that was just having some having to do everything on his own maybe it felt like he was just more open um yeah just last year was kind of a weird year for for everybody because of covid but you know viscovi just kind of struggled a little bit it seemed like no yeah i'd agree um I like that we got Zakaya Ziegler in here this year. He looks he looks like he belongs on a college basketball team. Mm-hmm. He's got that look to him. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a guy that, like, opposing teams are probably going to hate him. Like, as fast and as probably pesky he is. Do you get to see him this year? Is he, is he going to? I know he is. Court? I think he's been injured in practice. Um a little bit, but yeah, when they, I think from what I've heard about them practicing, I, I think they really like Zakai Ziegler. Ziegler, however you say it. I, I don't, yeah. I'll take a stab at it. I don't know. Not sure. Um, I'm excited about this team. This I'm team is about baseball. Um, football seems like it's getting better. So. <laughs> what about Tony Vitello dressed up? Do you think Halloween was this weekend? <laughs> I don't know what that man does. I love it. Everything he does, I love. I do too, and I'm not convinced that he wasn't the one who threw the golf ball. He looked like he was wearing golf shoes in that picture that we saw. He probably was. He probably was. Um, yeah, it was really cool that they honored those guys on, on Saturday too. Yeah, no, I think um, I, I definitely probably looked a little bit like a fanboy. I, I erupted when they brought them out. Oh, yeah. I was like, everyone stand up and applaud these guys right now. Yeah, I mean, they gave this fan base something to get excited for that they haven't been in years. Um, and, and to get all those guys back, I mean, it's not like those all those guys are still here. A bunch of those guys are gone to different places, different parts of the country. To get all those guys back for that one moment, it was, was really cool to see. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Ah. Uh, Man, do we have any questions? I know you you asked one earlier. Um, we get any more? I don't think I, I feel like we got a lot dropped on like Saturday night. It's like, guys, I'm still drunk. Give me a minute. Yeah, I don't really see a ton. I mean, screw the national media. Who cares what they think? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares what the SEC says? That if they if they like, what are they going to do if Tennessee doesn't pay that fine? Well, they said they're withholding it from the the end of the your conference payout, so they're getting theirs. The SEC is. Oh my god! It's just like who cares? <laughs> yeah, they're getting theirs. Don't apparently, worry. About it. Apparently, Greg Sankey wanted to um, get rid of selling alcohol. Wait, is that real? I saw fans saying it. He really said that? I think that like that's what was in the options, and Danny White was like, how about we just find out who threw stuff? I mean, did alcohol play a part? Maybe. Was it way more, though? Yeah, no. Alcohol wasn't the yeah, – like, how, how about you so, uh, get some better officials in here, and, we, and that doesn't happen either. Well, I mean, even just beyond that, it's like so many things attributed to that just right. – more than just alcohol. So, like your your fix, your quick fix is that you think trash is never going to be thrown on the field again because of that. How about get packets instead of bottles? How about that? 
smart. My dad actually was a, a big proponent of the packets. Um, he was very mad when they stopped doing that. <laughs> Giving you a pack. The what? What were they? I saw some people tweeting about it, but I, I, I never. I used to never put mustard on my hot dog. I still do rarely. Uh, I don't remember the names of them. Mustard. It was a specific type of mustard, but Frenches. Yeah, was it French? No, I wouldn't. Well, that French is garbage. Get out of here. Uh, hunts. No, it was something random. I would have known Hunts and Frenches. Get the. Who do you think I am? I'm, I'm just. I'm just spitting out the ones I know, man. <laughs> Oh man! Most important of the week. What you got? Most. Sorry important. if I lose you for just a second. Can you still hear me? Yep. Oh wow, it's amazing. Um, my first most important. Oh man, I got a lot of fills. <laughs> um. Um. I bought a pizza in Neyland Stadium. Have you ever seen those pizzas? Yeah, small. Um, not just small. It's one of the worst pizzas I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, it, it doesn't taste like Papa John's at all. It, it doesn't taste like pizza. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. most important, Candace Parker winning the WNBA title, going back to her hometown, Chicago, and winning the Sky's first NBA championship. That's awesome. I, I've seen a lot. I didn't follow it, but I've seen a lot of people talking about it. That, Chicago, that's awesome. this one's for you. <laughs> Oh, you love to see it. God bless. What you got? I'm trying to dig through my. This is never. We're never doing this off phone again. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Digging through all this. Can we talk about how great the checkered Neyland look? I just saw Dude, a picture on my phone. God bless. I oh, I had um, Yancey Porter. Did you see this? Mm-mm. He covers uh, Ole Miss for 247. He, uh, I don't have the screenshot of the original quote, I don't think. So he quoted a player, Devin Brown. He quoted him, I mean, pretty much just like saying, uh, Devin Brown said he had a great visit, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Devin Brown tweeted, he's like, I've never spoken to this guy in my life. <laughs> I did see that. That's awesome. And then, like, worse than that, then he comes out and he's like, I made a mistake earlier today when I posted on the site that Devin Brown gave me a quote about his visit to OM. I implied in my report that I, do, I spoke directly with Devin about his visit to Ole Miss, but in, actu- in actuality, I received that quote from a third-party stringer. First off, you didn't imply it. You said <laughs> Devin Brown told you that. You said third-party stringer? No, you mean stripper? Ooh, Lane Kiffin busting out all stops for these visits. Yeah, this one old Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was uh. You've seen some interesting journalist stuff happen here with uh, Adam Schefter this week. Um. So now Yancey Porter's just getting in on the action of some some questionable journal journalism tactics. Guys, keep it keep it real, okay? You're, yeah. you're professionals, for God's sakes. Yeah. Be better. Yancey. What kind of name is that anyway? Yeah, that's a terrible name, by the way. I mean, you just look shady with a name like Yancey. <laughs> did, oh, we didn't get to talk about this. Um, did you see Texas A&M's social media after the Alabama game and before the Alabama game? Wait, what? Texas A&M's social. Did we talk about this? Oh, I yeah. I think we did on Saturday night. We did on Saturday night. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So bad. Is it so the, bad. the graphic? Yes. And the golf one? Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah, do they not know golf at all? I mean, yeah, I don't really just... know golf, and I know, like, you want the lowest score possible. Yeah. Did I do – did I skip most important and go straight to fail? Because I'm so sorry. Oh, you're I was good. going – I'm just attacking fails. Yeah, I mean, if you, you don't have any most important, go straight to fails, man. It's to you. Uh, right. I did see – I did have most important. Um, I don't think I sent this one out because I didn't see it till later on. Uh, did you see the uh, the jersey swap of the cadet and Texas A&M football player after That's the game? electric. Oh, that was man. awesome. Um, Did Joe he get that back? I feel like, like, I feel I feel like, like that guy's going to get in trouble for that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But is it worth it? You beat Alabama. It's worth oh, it. it's worth Yeah, it's worth it. 100%. 100%. Um, how about Tennessee's defense? I'm going to go with this. Having more TFLs and interceptions than all of 2023. Already this season. Wait, so repeat that stat. They're better. They have more TFLs and interceptions in seven games than they did all of 2020 in 10 games. And just one That's, less sack. Yeah. Jesse Simonton uh, posted this today. They're better on run and pass, and they're better on third downs than they were all of last season. Under a defensive guru and Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah. That's a guru. Interesting. That's also not a good look, Jeremy. Jeremy. I mean, he's helping with the defense, I'm assuming, with the Giants. And <laughs> Jesus, they are terrible. Wait, you're telling me he's not the quarterback coach? Quarterback <laughs> yeah. coach? Yeah. He gives them the best chance to win. 100%. <laughs> you think they wanted to start Eli this week? He probably thought Eli was still on the team when he got there. That's how dumb that dude is. <laughs> do you have any more fails? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, it, Nick Saban said this after the Texas A&M game. We're no longer viewed as an elite team. Excuse me, what? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Who who doesn't view him as a as a? I, I don't know. If, is that like a Dabo Sweeney kind of thing? Just it's got to get be. the underdog. Yeah. Gotta be. Oh man! I mean, any uh, chance a coach, any chance a coach gets to make his team an underdog, he's riding that wave as long as possible. Right. Oh, you got to. Also, um, Kansas uniforms. Did you see those? I didn't. Oh, see if I can. That's light blue and oh. dark blue. <laughs> oh yeah! Yikes! They are hideous. Um, I think that's all the fails I got. Yeah, it's just some good ones in there. Yeah. Great ones. They're not elite. Phenomenal ones, actually. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's Bama week. We'll talk about it on Thursday. Yeah, let's get your (laughs) mustard bottles ready. I'm ready. I'm going to Tuscaloosa with this. This is all I'm taking. You should stop in Birmingham. Yeah. Oh, I got something for Birmingham. Don't worry. Ooh. How do it's we that brown work? stuff in a water bottle like uh, Lane Kiffin was talking about. How do we – so I saw some people wanting to start a uh, donation. Mm-hmm. We should – maybe not $250,000 worth. That's a little absurd. But maybe like a 
a basket that looks like $250,000 worth of mustard sent to, <laughs> excuse me. We, we get an offering plate full of mustard and send it to Birmingham SEC offices. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah. So that, ooh, I might just deliver something. See, I'm, I'm kind of thinking we'll now, like, like it's kind of like the Preds thing with the catfish. Like now we have to throw mustard and golf balls. That's a good game. point. Let's leave the golf balls out. I do. If that had hit Lane in the head, that would have been terrible. So I'm glad I, I can. I'm so glad yeah. I can laugh about it hitting him, like in the ball. Like I'm glad I can laugh about that. Very glad. I mean, that's why I would never throw anything like that. I would throw like a bouncy ball or like an like an apple. Like you throw it at a player's helmet, and it just explodes on his helmet. That's hilarious. But yeah, golf balls. That is that's pretty dangerous. I mean, that could literally kill a guy. I mean, maybe an apple could, I guess, at the right thing. But just imagine, like, an apple just... Yeah, an apple An apple might be a little aggressive. It's <laughs> a reason they throw tomatoes and not apples, Landon. <laughs> yeah, a tomato. That's a good one. Yeah, let's throw tomatoes. <laughs> or a peach or something. We're known for that. The Granger County Tomato Fights Wars, those things. I don't know what they are. Wait, what? They, they do that tomato, like, thing in... Um, is it Granger County? Oh, they do. Yeah, they have like a war. Yeah, they like throw tomatoes at each other. I don't really know how else to describe it, honestly. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, my phone is about to die. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. I'm, I'm just about. It's been a tough, tough week for Chargers here. <laughs> tough week. Yeah, I don't like the I don't like the camera just being on me. I, I'm sorry. It, it I had to give it up for. Um, I don't like the sound of my own voice. I definitely don't like the look of my own face either. So. I kind of like no. I kind of like feeling like I'm a caller. Calling yeah. I kind of like this, Paul. Nate. <laughs> but Paul, <laughs> he can't beat A and M. You know that happened. Oh, yeah. We should be looking for a new coach, somebody who can actually beat that Jimbo Fisher. I mean, I had to kill a guy over it. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> uh, it, I'm going to have to – we're just going to have to delete that. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't throw anything. Count me out. It's just a $250,000 fine, so it doesn't matter. Fair. Fair point. I mean, wouldn't you pay that if – that like that's what you have to pay to get away with murder. Apparently, allegedly. Oh my god, I didn't say it. <laughs> uh, I mean, DJ Durkin. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. <laughs> Me too. I'm out. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will be back Thursday. Got a good episode um, previewing Bama. It's Bama week. Screw Bama. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.